Hello and welcome to Let's Talk with Bishop R.C. Blakes. R.C. is an author, empowerment teacher, and the proud pastor of the New Home Ministries of New Orleans, Louisiana and Houston, Texas. His message circles the globe. His conversational and candid approach to challenging content makes him a relevant voice to all generations. Get ready for a life-changing transformational conversation. Hello, 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 hello. This is R.C. Blakes and I am, as always, I am excited to be able to share with you again today. Now I need you to invite someone to come in, more specifically invite some ladies to come in. I have some wisdom that I want to share with you today as it relates to how a woman uh, should function in a relationship with a man especially you know well not really but when she's married even when it's beginning to look like it's uh, starting to become serious here's some things that I want to share with you you know when we when we talk about um, toxic masculinity uh, we talk about the game I don't want to necessarily use that word because games are for children but there is a wisdom that every, you know, every Proverbs 31 type woman, that one that excels them all, that's what the Bible says of her, whose price is far above rubies, that's what the Bible says of her, whose husband's heart trusts in her, you know, that's what the Bible says about her. There's a wisdom that every woman has to uh, understand and employ to get the kind of results or outcomes that most women are looking for. Now when I initially thought about uh, delivering this very message that I'm sharing with you right now, I kind of worded it, I said something to the effect, you know, how to be the woman that um, makes a man choose to be faithful or choose to uh, commit and it kind of triggered some of you. And I mean, I get it. I get it. You know, when you've been, uh, when you've done everything you know to do as a woman and you still have a man that uh, lacks any depth of character and he goes out and he does what he's going to do anyway. So I, I, I get it. So I kind of shifted it so that uh, you wouldn't be so triggered and you'd be, you'd be open to hearing the wisdom that I have to share with you. Because this wisdom comes out of, um, number one, being a man and, um, you know, just experience and, and having guided so many hundreds and maybe even thousands of women through relational issues successfully. Uh, I don't talk about it, but we get a lot of people who, a lot of ladies who say, well, you know, when I started listening and actually applying, uh, it was then that my husband came and, you know, you buy into this stuff about your age or your size or, or whatever. And you, you know, you, you, you are, you know, you're just uh, hopeless. You buy into that stuff, but none of that's true. Especially if you come to a point where you understand and employ uh, some of the wisdom that I'm going to share with you today. How do you function? See, of course, you know, no woman can, um, no woman can make a man 
be faithful. No woman can do that. Lisa's the first woman in my life that I've been faithful to. We, first of October, we will celebrate 26 years of marriage. Well, I chose to be faithful. You know what I'm saying? I never even dreamed that I would be, never wanted to be faithful. But as I grew up and matured, I chose to be faithful. And a part of my choosing to be faithful was um, the fact that I had a woman that made me wake up and realize that I, I needed to be. You know what I'm saying? And so if you, if, you, if you follow these, I think, five things that I want to share with you today, I believe that um, you're going to see um, a remarkable empowerment of your own spirit. Number one, number one, you have to be a challenge for a man. And when I say a challenge for a man, I'm not talking about being argumentative. That's not, that's absolutely not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about competing with a man, but I am talking about becoming the kind of woman that um, is, is so high value to use a, um, a popular phrase today. A woman that is so in tune with her own worth. A woman that is so individual, you know what I mean? Um, a woman that is so content, a woman that is so fulfilled within herself, her relationship with God and her purpose, that this brother realizes, you know, this is not an easy woman to acquire, you know? No, any man is going to be able to just walk up and say, well, this is my woman. You have to be a challenge for a man because men are hunters. I don't care how, I don't care how much you may like him. I don't care how much you may love him. You may feel like, you know, he's just exactly what you prayed for. There's a season that you, you have to, you have to be quiet. You can't express all of the emotion you may be feeling. You can't say everything that you're thinking. Uh, you have to be able to be excited and uh, not necessarily, you know, blast it all over social media, not fall all over the man. Oh, you, your dream come true. No, no. You got to slow your roll as a woman and you have to be a challenge for that man to acquire because we as men are hunters and the more challenging the bigger the prize. You know, if a man, if all a man has to do is just whistle at you and bring you and, and uh, get you um, a dinner and, and there you are head over heels, you're ready to have sex and do everything else, well, he's not going to really see your, he's not going to see your worth or your value. You have to be hard to attain. Why do men want um, overly priced cars. It's because everybody's not going to drive that. Why, 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 why is it that hunters, you know, guys that are hunters and they go to Africa and they, they hunt big game and they come back and they have the rhinoceros head on the wall or, you know, they have the big elk on the wall. You, you, you don't really see people putting rabbits, you know, you don't see hunters stuffing rabbits and putting rabbits on the walls or squirrels. It's because anybody can get a squirrel. Anybody can get a rabbit. But 
because of the nature of the man, the man has a greater appreciation, evaluation for that which does not come easily. That's true in every aspect of the man's life. The man is a competitor. And so when it comes down to the woman, you have to, you have to be, you know, so in tune mentally and psychologically when it comes down to your inter, you know, interactions with men that you understand and you behave like I am the prize. You understand that you are the prize and you behave like you are the prize. Now, it's the man's job to pursue. It's, it's your job as the woman to approve. Well, if, if a brother's pursuing and you approve him before he even gets a chance to open his mouth, well, you may be, you may be the most, you know, the most valuable, powerful woman in the world, but he won't know it because you have to consciously be a challenge. You can't be a woman that's easy to attain. You can't let a man know immediately that you feel like he's, you know, this or that. You gotta, you gotta be able to pull back. Let the brother pay a price to be able to say, that's my woman. Uh, there's a powerful story in Genesis 29. I read it a lot, uh, 16 through 20. And it's the story of Jacob and his two wives, Rachel and Leah. And I want you to see something here. This is, this is when he first develops an interest in Rachel. He never really cared for Leah. He, he, Leah's father, their father kind of tricked him into, uh, you know, being the husband of Leah. He wanted Rachel, period. But I want you to pay attention to something. In Genesis 29, 16 through 20, it says, And Laban had two daughters. The name of the elder was Leah, and the name of the younger was Rachel. Leah was tender-eyed, but Rachel was beautiful and well-favored. And Jacob loved Rachel and said, I will serve thee seven years, talking to her dad now. I will serve you seven years for Rachel, thy younger daughter. And Laban said, it is better that I give her to thee, to thee than that I should give her to another man. Abide with me. And Jacob served seven years for Rachel. And they seemed unto him but a few days for the love he had, had to her. Because he loved her. He was willing to work to serve her father seven years to attain her. If, if a man does not have to pay a price, if there is, her, the Bible says of the Proverbs 31 woman, that her price is far above rubies. If a man does not have to pay a price for something, he usually does not value it very much. So it is wise for any woman to be challenging to get, be easy to be around, but be a challenge to get, be a challenge, not difficult, but be a challenge. Uh, don't, don't, um, don't lay your emotions and your feelings on your sleeve, but let the brother have to prove that he's willing to work for this. And when you read the full story, of Jacob, Rachel, and Leah, Laban, their father, actually tricked, uh, jo or tricked Jacob, rather, and on the day of the wedding, he slipped uh, Leah into his bed, 
and he had to marry Leah. He had to, he had to, even though he didn't like her, the Bible says he actually hated her. And then he makes another deal with Laban. He says, well, I'll, Laban says to him, rather, you work seven more years, then you can have Rachel. It's because any man that is worthy of any woman has to pay a price. That woman cannot come easily. Anything easily attained is not usually um, valued enough to maintain. See, this is the process. This is your process as a woman of managing your virtue. You have to know, you have to know your worth and you have to manage your virtue. You cannot allow a perverted generation of men to take you and to pull you outside of your understanding of your own worth. This is knowing who you are and establishing your standards without negotiations. That's what I mean by, you know, being a challenge. You have to know who you are. You have to establish your standards without, without, necessar without negotiations, especially in the beginning when you're trying to prove a man, to see if a man is actually worthy of you or not. There are some things you got to just hold to, and if he walks away, and if five walk away, ten walk away, God bless them. You have to manage your virtue. You have to establish the standard, and you cannot relent. Because a true prize always has to be won. It's never easy. Not a true prize. It's never easy. Again, in Proverbs 31 and 10, who can find a virtuous woman her for her price is far above rubies. So you, you, have to, you have to be a challenge for the man. Now, some of the practical ways uh, a woman becomes a challenge for a man is that the game teaches the man uh, to speed the, the pace up, slow the pace down. Speed it up because you want the woman to run behind you and speed up with you. Make her think you, this is a fast track to the altar. And you get her way up there to a point where she feels like this is it. And then you, he, he, he manipulates you and you're having sex and all of that. Well, you, you got you to gotta be a challenge. You got to be wiser than that. Because brothers are doing this even when they're not necessarily having mischievous thoughts. It's just the way we learn to do relationships as men. You have to learn how to let a man lead the pace, let him articulate, let him dictate rather the pace. You know, if he goes up to 100, you go up to 90. If he drops back to 60, you drop, drop back to 40. Don't ever allow yourself as a woman to get ahead of the man's pace. See, when, when, you, when you let him, when, you know, don't be the first one jumping out and talking about, I love you. You know, if, if there are five calls made in a day, uh, let, let three of them be made by him. Initially, initially, this is when you're trying to prove a man and you're trying to establish your worth and an understanding in this man of your value. If, if you want the man to see you as valuable, you have to be a challenge. Men want to marry women that are a challenge, not women that are easily attained. Uh, the second thing I would say to you is under, you know, how to be a challenge. Not only should you, you know, you know, 
somebody said matches energy. I like that. Matches energy. If he's giving you 100% energy, you give him 90. If he's giving you 50, you give him 40 or 30. Speed up, slow down until y'all really figure it out and you know exactly what's going on. Then you can kind of let your hair down once you know you have a committed, stable man. The second thing I would say to you in terms of being a challenge is to always articulate your truest feelings. So many women just let things slide, let things fly because they don't want to run a man away. But I, I, would, I would say this to you, it's better for you as a woman to articulate your feelings and discover that a man doesn't care about your feelings before you really invest your heart in a situation. See, because if you're articulating your feelings and a man doesn't take that seriously, it means that he doesn't care about your feelings. Why would you even continue with that? So, so articulate your truest feelings about anything you don't appreciate. And, and you can do it in a feminine fashion. You don't, have to get, you don't have to get indignant. You don't have to get aggressive. You don't have to get masculine. The Bible says in Ephesians 4 and 15, but speaking the truth in love. You can speak your truth in a loving fashion. But a woman that is a challenge that a man would hold dear and value and ultimately respect is a woman that's not going to let things slide. You're not going to you're not going to get out of the way with this woman and she's just going to kind of push it under the rug and push it under the rug and no 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 no. No no, you 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 want to be the woman that if if he's late, you want to tell him, you know, um if you know, it would have been nice for you to have called and uh let me know that you were running late. Don't just slip that slide that under the rug. You know, hit his brother 45 minutes late. You know what I mean? You you got you gotta be a you gotta be a challenge. You gotta be a woman that has such respect for herself that she does not give a man a choice uh, as it pertains to if he's going to respect her or not. He has to know that you know this woman has the highest regard for herself, and you teach people how to treat you by the way you treat yourself. Now, number two, speak to the king in him. Most women make this mistake. They don't understand that your language with a man has a greater impact on his soul than anything. So many women are believed uh, or are made to believe, should I say, through uh, this toxic culture that somehow, you know, being remarkable sexually is what's going to leave an imprint on a man's mind. Why would you think that when, when most men, to be honest about it, when most men have had multiple sexual partners? It's, it's, you know, and sex is everywhere. How does that separate you from any common woman in the street? Just thinking that you're going to have sex with a man and that's going to make you, you know, uh, unforgettable. Um, no, no, no. It's your language. Your language, if a man is slightly interested in a woman, if he's slightly interested in a woman, the right language of that woman penetrates the soul of that man. It's been said that uh, a man that views one woman less attractive than another would never go for the woman that he, he thinks is less attractive physically. That's a lie. That's, that's a lie. I know men who have been 
I'm talking about grown men. I'm not talking about little boys that's out here looking to just jump around, hop around in the bed. I'm not talking about clowns and crowns. I'm talking about true kings. I know men who have chosen a woman that he thought was less attractive than a woman that he thought was maybe absolutely gorgeous because the woman who was less attractive knew how to speak to the king in him. Your, your, your language connects you to his soul. This is, the way, this is the way you become unforgettable in a man's life. It's when you know how to talk to him. So many, no, is there are very few women who have ever really studied how to talk to a man. Other than, you know, the, 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 the toxic version of femininity that uses, you know, sexuality to manipulate men. The Bible says in 1 Peter uh, 3, 5, and 6, for after this manner, in the old time, the holy women also trusted in God, adorned themselves, being in subjection unto their own husbands. Even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, watch this, calling him Lord. Now, I'm not saying nobody called nobody Lord. Lisa's not around here calling me Lord. But I'm just trying to show you a principle here. She knew how to talk to her man in that season, in that culture, in that time. Calling him Lord, whose daughters ye are as long as ye do well, and are not afraid with any amazement. You have to know how to speak to the king in a man. So many times when a man is really trying, when a man is really trying, making you know, a massive effort, to actually be the man, trying to earn, trying to be, you know, live right, trying to get it right with God, he gets very little encouragement. He goes into a world that's constantly fighting against him. You know what I mean? He's competing against the culture that's telling him the way you're trying to do manhood, talking about being married and being faithful and, and, and uh, you know, tr try, trying to work to pay all of the bills. You know, he's working against all of that. And a man has to have a woman that knows how, number one, to discern where he's at emotionally. And then begin to speak to the king in him. See, I heard a brother say, he used a little uh, profanity, but the message was so true. He was saying, he said, <clears throat> he said, when, whenever you hear a man say to you, you ask a man, how, how are you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. He says, that brother's not all right. That brother's fighting demons that you can't begin to imagine. And then he, he went on to say in his little uh, um, speech there, he said, um, but the reality is very few people care um, how a man is actually feeling. All they want from him, pay the bills, pick this up, do that, do this, do that. Show up, show up, show up, show up. And a man has very little um, or very few people, should I say, in his life that actually speak to the king in him and, and build him and, and pour life into him. You, you, you as a woman, you know, God, if you're not married, we're believing God to send you a king. If you are married, I'm praying that you've married a king. But in either case, you have to know how to speak to the best version of that man. And there's something about the language of a woman 
that that causes a man uh, what's in a man. A woman gives birth to what's in a man. So when you as a woman, when you learn to speak to the king in your man, my God, you know, you'd be on a date. You'd be on a date with a man. Just, you know, nothing serious. You're just trying to figure it out. And, and if you're paying attention, you'll hear, hear, hear brothers say, you know, man, they, you know, wow, they're giving me blues at the job. I'm, I'm fighting all kind of stuff, you know. And then he'll move on to something else. Just trying to make, you know. And then you, you, you know, you pick up on certain things relative to qualities, you know, genuine qualities that he has. See, as a woman, you begin to speak to that. You know, what, what I've already discovered of you, what I've already discerned of you, is that you, you, you seem to be a very honest man. And you have to know that God's going to bless you for that. You have to know that um, men like you succeed. And see, you just drop it right there. What you've done is you've spoken to the king in him. He's never had that before. Most men, all, all, all most men have had is a woman batting eyes, you know, that much, you know, you know, uh, you, you find you sexy, you want to get with the, all, all this kind of, you know, nonsense. Kings need queens, just like queens ask questions, kings can only answer. Man, listen. Queens are the only ones that know how to speak to the souls of a king. Now watch this. Number, um, well, let me, let, me, let me finish this out relative to speaking to the king in him. Let me give you a few, few practical points here. You have to understand that a man is naturally attracted. When you start talking about your language as a woman, you have to understand that a man is naturally attracted to feminine tone. Feminine tone, feminine tone. And see, when you are um, a progressive and you are um, a successful professional woman, many times you're in settings where, you know, your tone has to be like this because that's, that's the way we speak in, in those environments. But now you have to know how to, you know, change frequencies when it comes down to speaking to your man. You want to you want to shift from your office tone to your to your feminine. And I'm not going to even try to do it because I'm just too much man to try to give you all an illustration of that. But you know what I'm talking about. It's a, it's your feminine tone that you need to use uh, when you're dealing with your man. Proverbs 31, 26 says she opens her mouth with wisdom and in her tongue is the law of kindness. There needs to be the tone of kindness and nurturing in your voice. In other words, talk to him like a woman. Talk to him like a woman. Uh, you know, use terms of endearment when you when you're dealing with with your man. Uh, Bay, honey, you know, sweet, sweetie pie, whatever y'all might use. You know, then respect when you when you start talking about speaking to the king in a man, a respectful temperament. You can tell a man anything if you have. A respectful temperament and 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 understanding this that women need to be cherished but men must be respected just like a woman has to be cherished by her man a man has to be respected by his woman and then acknowledge his accomplishments don't allow your man to be out here fighting and winning and you don't say anything <clears throat> you don't have anything to say you know you, you know he, I got a promotion. That's nice. No, 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 no. You got to celebrate that. You know, you asked him to do something, you know, and he, and he started doing it. And 
you, you, you've not even noticed enough to mention. Well, you, you got you to gotta speak to the king in him. What you, what you celebrate will be repeated. Because everything a man is doing primarily, married men, men that are in serious relationships with women, everything a man does is primarily to impress the woman in his life. He wants, your, he, wants your, he wants you to prove and to celebrate. Many good women have lost the interest of good men because she didn't understand his need to be acknowledged by his woman. It's not enough to be acknowledged by the people on the job. I need to be acknowledged by my woman, the woman that I'm bringing all my money home to, the woman and the children that I'm spending all of my time working for. I need, I need acknowledgement. I need, I need the articulation of that acknowledgement from her. Acknowledge his efforts. Celebrate his accomplishments because a man is always attracted to the woman that encourages him. It's, I call it the cheerleader effect. All of the boys in school want a cheerleader. Now watch this. Cheerleaders are not always necessarily the most beautiful girls in the school. But psychologically, men are engineered to be attracted to the woman that celebrates him. What do cheerleaders do? They celebrate the accomplishments of the football team. So all the football players, <clears throat> excuse me, want a cheerleader. All the rest of the boys want a cheerleader because psychologically they see the cheerleader as a woman, as a, as a female that celebrates masculinity, accomplished masculinity. So always celebrate him for being, you know, an uncommon man who's faithful, who's loyal, who's a provider. Start talking to your man like that. You, you are indirectly reiterating expectations and you are encouraging the present behavior. <clears throat> Number three, um, you have to always, as a woman, you have to always provide consequences. M men, men are... Grown men are mysteriously drawn to a woman that he knows loves him and also knows will leave him for certain behaviors. Hmm. Consequences. You cannot be a woman that's so broken, whose self-esteem is so emptied that a man can cheat on you and you talking about if... I'm going to take you back this time, but if you do it again, and he does it again, and I'm going to take you back one more time, but if you do it, he does it again, and he's, this going on, he, you know, he, he, man cheating on you every, every, you didn't say it, I'm, if you do it again, you said that 25 times last year. If a man is going to respect you, remember, you teach people how to treat you. You have to, you have, to have enough respect for yourself to, even if you love a man with all of your heart, if, if he disrespects you, you have to love yourself enough to provide consequences and repercussions for certain behavior. And when you say it's over, you need to mean that it's over. You, you can't let a man see because there's, there's, there, are two, two, <laughs> there are two levels residing in every man. There's a little boy and there's a king. Most men are still functioning out of their little boy. Some men rise to, to, to the king. 
But you have to understand the little boy is still there. If you allow a man to play with you, he will make a game of it. If there are no consequences, Lisa and I are getting ready to celebrate 26 years. Do you not understand that right now I know, you know, we're up in our 50s now and right now I know what to do, what not to do. Because if I do this, I know these, this is going to be the consequence and I don't want that. But how, how few men have a woman that provides consequences. You know, you, you, have to, you have to love you enough. This is why the Bible says that we should love God with all our heart, love our neighbor as ourselves. The divine order of love is loving God out of your love for God. Let God teach you how to love you and then love your neighbor like you love yourself. So your self-love is what teaches your neighbor how to love you and your love for you is based in your love for God. It's because if you don't have that self-love, you're going to always be in a position where you're seeking someone else to fulfill you, someone else to affirm you. Listen to what the Bible says. See, you got to have consequences. A man respects consequences. If I talk to my woman like this, I know this is going to happen. If I ever put my hands on my woman, I know that if I cheat on my woman, I know this is going to, you got to have consequences and it goes both ways. You already know as a woman that, you know, your man has made it clear to you that there are consequences for certain behavior. How is it that you, you're living in this relationship and you don't have certain consequences understood? The Bible says in Matthew 5, 37, but let your communication be yea, yea, nay, nay, for whatsoever is more than these cometh of evil. In other words, you know, let your yes be yes, let your no be no. You know, let there be no ambiguity. Let the man understand if a man can play with you, he will never grow up with you. A man has to know that there are consequences to certain behavior. Any woman that compromises the standard constantly is losing the respect of her man. Wherever there aren't consequences, there will be little respect and eventually no interest. <sighs> Now, sometimes uh, the best thing you can do for a man, honestly, sometimes the best thing you can do for a man is to leave him when he's out of order. You know what I mean? When a man is just completely out of order and gone way off the tracks, way off the rails and disrespectful, you're not helping that man to keep staying there and keep being a, a doormat for this, this dude. You help that man by leaving that man and never coming back if he's done certain things. That's how you help him. The thing that really helped me, to be honest with you, to become, to grow up and to really tap into being a king and understanding the, the value and the necessity of marriage and family and, and being a faithful husband was when I told Lisa, I don't, you know, I don't think I want to get married. And she walked off and left me. And I knew she loved me with all her heart. But what that told me then was this girl loves herself enough to not be humiliated by me. And she apparently has enough love for God to find her definition, her value and her sense of fulfillment in him. She left me and she never looked back. The phone didn't ring. She wasn't coming around. She wasn't hiding out in the bushes. And then later I hear that she got a, another boyfriend. 
That did more to help me grow up and to change than anything. You're not helping a man when you when you allow a man to just walk over you, run over you, you know, stomp on you and you just keep on laying down talking about because you love him. Man, babe, listen, you, you, I got a soul tie. Well, you got to know you got that, but you got to also know that you got to break it. And you can't break no soul tie by just staying in a situation. Come on now. All right, number four. Number four. Number four. Buckle up now. Don't y'all run me out the room. Desirability. Every wise woman understands the necessity of making certain that you keep yourself in a way that when God gives you a husband or God gives you a significant other, that you are desirable. And when I say that, what I mean is that you, that you present the best version of yourself. Now, that doesn't mean every day. Everybody understands life and how life works. You know, there are days here in our house, <laughs> I heard one dude say he likes a woman that can, um, that can slay and, and then a woman that can look homeless. There are some days in, in our house, man, where, you know, Lisa goes from homeless looking to slaying and then she go right back to homeless looking. But I love it when she, I love it when she slays. You know why I love it? I love it because I know that She's mostly doing it for me, mostly. Now she's going out in public. She's going to be presentable, but she'll go. She'll go extra. She'll go the extra mile because she wants to impress the eyes of her husband. And see, a lot of you feminist women, you you find fault in this this wisdom here, but one of the primary needs of a woman in a relationship. Watch this and tell me if I'm wrong now. One of the primary needs of a woman in a relationship, you know, in, in a heterosexual relationship is to know or feel desired by your man. I think it's hell for a woman to wake up and, and um, don't and not feel desired by her man. Am I right? Well, you have to understand, just like you have that need to feel desired by your man. Your man has a need for you at times, you know, to intentionally bring the best physical version of yourself. We already know we got the best emotional, spiritual, all of that, but to bring the best spiritual version of yourself to the table. Listen to what the Bible says for those of you that want to get married but don't want to embrace this particular truth. The Bible says there's in 1 Corinthians 7:34 there's difference also between a wife and a virgin. The unmarried woman cared for the things of the Lord that she may be holy both in body and in spirit, but she that is married cared for the things of the world how she may please her husband and it goes both ways. You see because you have to understand this, your husband uh, can love you, love and desire are mutually exclusive. Well, he should desire me because he loved me. Well, no, 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 no. They're, they're mutually exclusive. Because think about it now. Think about, the, think about the culture and the world you're living in. You have men that desire women sexually and have sex with them that they don't love. Most of the men that desire women and have sex with them don't love the women they're having the sex with. 
because the two are mutually exclusive. A man can love you, but if you don't intentionally bring the best version of yourself. Now, we understand aging. You know, nobody's expecting you to be at 50 or 60, what you was at 25 or 30. But there's a best version of you at 50 or 60. Are you bringing that? Because a man needs your your man is going to need you to step your game up in terms of the desirability thing that you that you do things intentionally to catch his eye, to keep his eye. walk across the room in certain stuff that, you know, come on now, I'm preaching better than y'all shouting, but I don't think y'all can handle it. Because the woman that puts in the work to be desirable to her man will always have her need to feel desired by her man met. Don't give more attention to your desirability when you're single than you do when you're married. Praise the Lord. Let me move on. Hallelujah. Number five, and I'm out of here. Number five. Be the kind of woman that lets your man, let your man be free to love you without paying a price for it. Now, what do I mean by that? What we're taught and what we largely experience as men in the world, we're taught this, first of all. This is why you don't have so many guys that buy into the nice guy thing. We're taught if you're too nice, if you're too available, too accessible, too transparent with a woman, she's going to disrespect you and lose interest in you. And so when a man has a real heart to just buckle down and just give all emotionally and everything to, to, to a woman, sometimes he's pushed back by, you know, this belief that, if I, if I open up, if I let my guard down and if I become emotionally involved and I give all of myself to this woman like this, she's going she's gonna to lose respect for me. She's going to disrespect me and she's going to lose interest. Now, it does not help the situation when you have a toxic sisterhood that is unattracted or is not attracted to good guys. You see, you have certain women out here who are, who are yet so broken that if a man is too respectful, if a man is too transparent, if a man is too honest, if a man is too gentle, she doesn't like him. She wants a roughneck. And so you have guys out here who really want to be homebodies, you know, who really want to be, you know, just free to, to love and demonstrate that love. But... They've had experiences where when they became that, you know, and they, they, they shaved off the, ed, the edges and they became uh, what the world might call square. They you know, became a little square. Um, they had women that went south on them. And so now you have guys that are afraid to really love completely and totally because they've had, had encounters with women that took that lost interest, left them, and so they just, they now, now they're discovering that the more bad boy they put out there, the better, better treatment they get from women. Now it's up to y'all to answer the question, is that true or not? 
You know, if a man behaves poorly, does he get better treatment from women? Whereas if a man behaves properly, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, when you were out here trying to find a man and you kept having all of these clowns, you gave them everything. And now you got a man that's committed to you. Now, the first thing you want to talk about is, you know, I ain't submitting. You submitted to all of these clowns that wrecked your heart, took your money, did all of this other stuff to you. So are you saying that a man has to treat you poorly to get the best treatment? Because a man, there are a lot of men that want to really love women, but they're afraid to. Because they don't want to be made a fool of. You know, um, so a man that would love to be a good and emotionally available man is often feeling relegated to a prison of acting to maintain the respect of his woman. The woman that allows him to relax and maintain the same level of respect for him and interest in him will set him totally free and will have his heart for life. That's the thing I love about my wife. I can, I can, you know, I can be, I can be a good guy. I can be a nice guy. I can talk politely, and I can, I can assist, and I can help. And she's never gonna take that for granted. You know, she's, she's always gonna give me the highest respect. You know, I, I can be cordial. You know, I don't, I don't have to act a fool. You know, I don't, I don't have to be difficult emotionally, unavailable emotionally for her to, to show interest in me. I can be a nice, available guy, and my woman still loves and respects me just the same. That's a safe place for me. That's a place of rest. So I just wanted to share this with you, man, out of experience, and I hope that it, I really hope that it helps. Uh, I hope that it makes a difference in your life. Let me pray for you. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for the spirit of wisdom. Thank you for the spirit of wisdom, and God, my prayer is that you will blanket each and every one of them with wisdom as they move forward in life, wherever they are. Maybe they're thinking about a relationship. Maybe they're in one. Uh, maybe they're just coming out of one. Maybe they're married. God, give them wisdom. Give them clarity relative to the things that I've said. Uh, give them confirmation. Let it not just be because I said it, but God, give them confirmation in their own hearts. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Now listen, don't forget to go to my website, rcblakes.com. Sign up for uh, the mailing list. Uh, don't forget to uh, check out all of the online programs. Um, go to Amazon, check out all of our books. Uh, buy one or all of them. I think they will bless you. It's going to be amazing what's going to happen in your life. Those of you that may need counseling for any reason, I'm not a counselor. But we are in partnership with BetterHelp Counseling. So there's a link in the description. If you follow that link for BetterHelp Counseling, what will happen is they will give you 10% off of the counseling. And because I referred you and you responded by way of R.C. Blake's Ministries, they will make a deposit back into R.C. Blake's Ministries. So if that's your thing and you need it and you feel like it can work for you, try it. It'll be a blessing all the way around. Well, thank you so much for giving me your ear once again. I love you with all of my heart. Lisa loves you. Thank you for sowing into us. All of you, we just really appreciate you. We know you, you do not have to. You did not have to. But we're so thankful and so appreciative for you. God bless you now. Remember this. You're on top and you're going higher. God has more in store for you. Before you leave, make certain that you like and share. God has more in store for you, 
So guess what? We will see you at the top. God bless you. Until next time. We here at R.C. Blake's Ministries want to thank you for spending this time with us today. Time with us today. R.C. and Lisa are always honored to have you with us. Don't forget to reach out to us by visiting our website at www.rcblakes.com. While you're there, you may join our mailing list and receive a free download of the Laws of Manifesting Your Vision by R.C. Blakes. Also look at all of the online programs by R.C. You may find all books written by R.C. and Lisa. Once again, all of us here at R.C. Blake's Ministries want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And as we always say, see you at the top. Be on the lookout for the release of three of R.C. Blake's books, The Father-Daughter Talk, Queenology and Kingology. Now I'm talking the audio versions of these books. They have been done and currently being packaged for you. So if you haven't read any of the books, you can get to listen to the reading of the books. And guess what? You can listen on the go. Now don't forget, it's the audio versions of the Father-Daughter Talk, Queenology and Kingology by R.C. Blakes. Be on the lookout, be on the listen out and watch this space.